Kia ora everyone, welcome to the Side Hit Podcast, I'm your host Fat Tony and today with us we have Abby Jackways, welcome Abby. Hi Tyrone. How you I'm, doing? I'm good thank you, how are you? Not too bad eh, how's your summer been? It's been very good thanks. Yeah, what have you been up to? You guys went away up north for a bit right? Yeah we did a family holiday up to Gizzy and then up to the Coromandel to catch up with all my family and then over to Taranaki to catch up with some other friends there. Oh Caught nice. up with Shelly G over there so that was oh. cool. Nice. How's she doing? She's really good, yeah. Oh, sick. No, bit of a surf trip, was it? Um, yeah, it was just, you know, because Will is home this summer, so we thought we'd explore New Zealand a little more. So we went over, yeah, it was for surfing. Nice. <laughs> it's got to be weird having them around. I don't, when was the last time? Yeah, summer, 20-something years ago? Apparently. <laughs> and yeah. how are the kids? They're good, yeah, they're growing nice. up fast. Lillian's at school now, so she's loving that, and Bodie's just a cool little dude, but we have our (laughs) challenges with him, for sure. (laughs) We're a bit of a character, eh? Yeah. Cool, we'll take it from the top then. So, uh, Abby, where are you from, and how did you get into snowboarding? Um, I'm from the Coromandel. I grew up in Coroglen. It's a little town just out of Fidianga on the farm, and my parents took us skiing every year to Ruapehu when we were growing up, and... We, my brothers got into snowboarding actually when I was, you know, before I was even 10, I guess. They were like early snowboarders in New Zealand too. And I looked up to them and then when I was about 14, we had a ski trip with our school and I went snowboarding on that for my first time and had a really cool science teacher who had dreadlocks and he got me on a snowboard and the night before I ever snowboarded, he strapped me in on the carpet in the lodge where we were staying and at Whakapapa and he showed me how my heels and toes worked on the carpet and he held me and pulled me back and let me forward and I was like oh yeah I reckon I can do this and yeah that was cool and had my first week up there and snowboarded around Happy Valley the first day and then I totally picked it up straight away and I was off and my I met some other kids that were snowboarding from Wellington Mark Katzberg was one of them on this trip and um I ended up like riding the T-bar and taking off snowboarding with him around Whakapapa and getting in trouble at the time. But at the end of the year at the prize giving at school, I got a certificate for riding the Norridge T-bar on my first week snowboarding. So that was kind of cool. Mean. And were you um, skateboarding or surfing or anything beforehand? Or Yeah, so I surfed a bit growing up. Surfing was always and still is in my view the hardest board sport and I skateboarded as well we had a skate ramp on the farm and did lots of skateboarding I was right into that and that definitely um, shaped me into a snowboarder mean influence towards snowboarding yeah so, big big time yeah so was that sort of your teenage years uh, the old week down to Ruapau sort of thing um no I just did that one trip and then I knew that I wanted to go snowboarding again but kind of you know didn't get to go again until it was on my own accord and on my last year at high school I they did like season passes for $99 and I bought one and then I had some friends that I'd met in Auckland some girls that were into snowboarding and um Sharon Parker was one of them and she's an old school legend as well yeah she got me into she brought me to Wanaka as well actually but I used to go down to Tura with her and 
some other girls, another girl called Julianne, and um, yeah, just a few girls. And we used to we rented this little random place, and we'd go there in the weekends. And so yeah, I'd go snowboarding at Turo with them, and oh, that's then I knew I met some crew from Wanaka actually that spring. Oh, it's an annual Wanaka migration up mm, to there, right? Yeah. yeah, and then I was like, okay, I want to go to Wanaka next year. Man, so, so do you remember who the Wanaka heads were? that you met um yeah like joel westcott and rion morlin and um sort of maybe like, roland molly oh, yeah. brown i can't really it's, this is a long time ago <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think who else maybe tim jack Ways even but oh, yeah. maybe i met tim and monica i can't remember that's bad but might sure. have been one of those infamous... i don't i didn't meet will then all right he wasn't there that first. So maybe um, it was one of those infamous board house tours I've heard yeah, about. Yeah, it was potentially, yeah, I think it was. And mm. I was like, man, these guys are pretty cool. They all shred, so, shred real good, you know. So, so were you, um, was there any writers you were looking up to at the time in magazines or videos like internationally or local-wise? Or? Um, at that stage, not really, I, to be honest. You know, I just thought snowboarding was really cool. And I think I'd heard of Julianne Bray through my brothers and you know, maybe seen her in a magazine or something, but I didn't actually, like, have this kind of following of snowboarding and, like, that there was, you know, I was more just like, this is, I love this and I want to go snowboarding and it made me feel good being in the mountains and... Rad, like, the real pure reasons, eh? Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. Um, So that turned to you going to Wanaka for a season, is that right? Yeah, so Sharon, sorry, going back to the people that I met, potentially I met Sharon at in spring. I'm, I'm going around the circles now here. Mm, that's sorry. all right. I have to delete that. Um, <laughs> but Sharon, she, no, I think she's the one that introduced me to all the Wanaka crew, that's right, right. when they came to, and I met her through my brothers or thereabouts. And um, she is the one that brought me to Wanaka. We... Um, it was my second time to the South Island. I'd been once with my brother before that on a skating trip. Oh. And um, I only made it as far south as Christchurch on the skateboard trip. So before the snowboarding, I skated. Um, I started doing some competitions on my skateboard when I was like 15. Right. And um, like did like, I rode mini ramps mostly because that's what we had on the farm. And I did like some mini ramp comps and shop comps, whatever. And then... The skate nationals came up, and my brothers were like, we should go, we should go. And then we went there, and there was only a handful of girls, if that, in the event. And my brother was like, you should do it, you should do it. And then, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I went on the vert ramp, and I'd never really skated a vert ramp before, but I got up and dropped in on the vert ramp and ended up winning the skate nationals, and that that was pretty cool. And right. I also did the street section just because I was like, oh, I'll have a go. You know, went mm. around and went over and did a couple of ollies and grinds on the um, quarter pipes and whatnot, and then ended up winning, I guess, just winning the overall title for mm. female. So I remember in your uh, New Zealand snowboarder interview in the magazine, a sick picture of a rock and roll in the Big Bowl in Wanaka. Oh, was yeah. the Big Bowl then? And the timeless caption of uh, Abby ain't afraid of no rock and roll or something like that. <laughs> it was sick. Are you still skating much now these days? Um, no, but I do go sometimes. I went to the pump track. 
I've been probably since we had the kids. I've probably skateboarded like five times, and every time I'm like, I've got to do this more. Mm. So just hitting up the North Lake pump track. Yeah, sort of or like um, the rabbit hole or oh, something so. like that. Yeah, that but way. following that, going back to the skating, um, that there was a bit of uh, one like some of the other girls that had entered. Obviously, they were like, "Oh, what's going on here?" You know, that girl, you know. She didn't really do that good because she, this one lady in particular, did some pretty cool little manoeuvres and sort of made a bit of a complaint almost. So I was like, oh, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm just here to have a good time. And mm. then, but then it kind of gave me a bit of fuel to my fire. And so that next year, I like actually thought, oh, well, maybe I should try and learn a little bit because it was about the street side of it. So I tried to, you know, learn some kickflips and a few different tricks and went back and did the nationals again next year and won it again. So that was kind of cool Sweet. and felt like I deserved to win more so. I mean, I, I think I still deserved the first year, but, you know, it was a kind of like I wasn't even planning on entering, you know. So mm. And everyone's got an opinion with that sort of thing. Um, what tricks sealed the deal on the second year? Oh, I think, like, in the street, I... I don't even know if I did the vert again, but because I can't, you know, I just would drop in and maybe touch the coping on a backside turn or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, pretty lame, but it was kind of cool, I guess, at the time for a 15-year-old kid to be doing, girl to be doing, not to... Yeah, there wasn't many girls skating back no, in the late 90s, early 2000s, eh? No, so, yeah, in the street, I, did, I think I did like a kickflip to fakie on like one of the, um, not a quarter pipe transition, like on a flat bank you know oh. so it wasn't really that cool but i yeah. oh, mean but they feel awesome when you get them on a flat bank yeah i've yeah. been trying i lost them 10 years ago i'm still trying to get the bloody things back now oh, like, you just gotta hold just, on just just hang. you hold on to like a fence <laughs> and do it and then you'll get it mm. you know like give yourself <laughs> that little bit more pop mm. <laughs> i think i actually need to lose weight first and it'll help me with the pop but <laughs> um while we're on the subject of early days, there was something I come across in one of your interviews about uh, involved you a ski suit in the freezer. Oh yeah, so that was um, that was before I ever snowboarded. Yeah. That was just like I just loved the snow and the mountains from the moment I ever went to them. You know, so I remember my dad telling me that you know if you put the snow in the thermos, you can take it home and then it'll still be snow when you get home, you know. So I did that, and I took the snow home in the thermos, and then I put it into the freezer, and I would go and sit in the freezer in my ski suit and play with my snow. <laughs> I don't know if I played with it, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> bit, of a strange, awesome. bit of a strange story, but, yeah, I definitely um, oh, had no. some connection with the snow from a young age. Oh, yeah, that's that's it, man. That's, I'm sure if you got, if you got my mum on here, she'd probably have stories like that, you know. <laughs> That's so cool. So, yeah, right. So, teenager, skating, doing well in the Nationals. Were you, your older brothers, was it um, Daniel and... Yeah, Daniel has his official formal name, but he's been called Tossie his whole life. Okay. And Ben, my oldest brother. So, they were a big, um, like, influence for me. And I looked up to them a lot and hung out with them a lot. Ben definitely took me under his wing and took me on lots of adventures and so yeah so like ripping skate snow surf yeah the whole time yeah sort of thing yeah super they're still riding and yeah yeah my brother ben's like a big part in like the skate scene in fitting and and tossy they both live up there and the coromandel still ben's just helped design and get the whole new skate park in fitting built and it's it's epic it's only just opened and 
January. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, cheers, yeah. Ben. Yeah, go, Ben. <laughs> so, um, so, Wanaka, that was about 2001, right? That you sort of came down for the winter? Yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah. And was that through Sharon Parker? And yeah, so Shares brought me down. We drove down here in her little blue um, Honda mm. Civic, a little, you know, like those old school little bugs. Would I, would I be right in my assumption that uh, at that time it was like uh, Sharon Parker and Julianne Bray were sort of leading the charge of women freestyle snowboarding in New Zealand? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. right, for sure. And Shares was totally ripping and so was Joe. And mm. I definitely looked up to both of them and... You know, was pretty stoked to be rolling into town with Shares. Yeah. You know, she took me under her wing hard, and we actually came down in spring, not in spring, sorry, and in, in at, like the Easter break. Oh yeah. And just came down to check out Wanaka to see if I wanted to move here. You know, so mm. that was fun. Came down, and then I was like, "Yep, definitely want to move here," and sort of sorted out getting a house to live in for the winter and things, and then went back up north and got myself sorted, and then moved down mean yeah oh, sweet and so so this would have been just before snow park was open to the public were you just riding sort of tc yeah i pretty much of... rode tc and cardies that first year probably sweet. yeah equally both of the oh, resorts right. cool. yeah mean because i know you were a sponsored rider for snow park like how did that all sort of come about so snow park came about for me the first i ever heard of snow park was actually um, I was in Canada at the time and I was at some sort of party thing that we'd snowmobiled into in Fernie and I met this guy, Jeff Patterson, and he was a very nice... Isn't the photographer guy? Yes, yeah, yeah. and he actually was the original groomer for Snow Park. No way. Yeah, he... So he... I met Jeff, like, we... Just remember that we had to snowmobile to this party. It was really cool, and I was just like, "Man, this place is so cool," you know. Yeah. And then hanging out with with a bunch of Canadians, and I had some of my Kiwi friends there. Sharon was there as well, and um, another friend, Rach and Alicia, and we got talking to Jeff, and he said, "I'm coming. No way, I'm coming to New Zealand next next summer. I'm going to be working at this place called Snow Park." And I'm like, "What Snow Park? This sounds cool." So he told us about it and that he was coming and he's like, you should email this guy, Sam Lee. He's the guy that's doing it. And so, you know, this is like when emails were first coming out. (laughs) So I emailed Sam and, yeah, just got a job there. Like I was not, you know, ripping really at all then. I was just a Kiwi traveling snowboarding because I loved it. Yeah. And um, starting to probably get better at snowboarding i think i'd picked up one sponsor i think i was riding for electric at that stage and yeah so i you know i had this vision i was like yeah i want to get really good at snowboarding and get like sponsored and do competitions and you know i had this dream i guess of that at that stage and hearing about this snow park place i was like this place sounds too good to be true yeah and it kind of was. <laughs> Did that even happen? Oh, man. It, it's, it's hard to um, believe it's been nearly closed for as long as it was open. And, I know. Uh, but so you're in Canada. Was this sort of um, <clears throat> when you had like the year work visa sort of thing and you were yeah sort of... Were you based in Fernie for that season? Yeah. So what happened was um, 
When I came down to Wanaka for the season, I did actually pick up my first sponsor through the boardhouse, and it was Electric. Yeah. So I was writing for the shop and Electric, and then I was like, okay, well I've got to go overseas snowboarding this summer and like keep this up and try and actually like make something of this. So I applied for a Canadian work visa, you know, and I was like, a lottery, you know, I think they gave a hundred Kiwis a work visa or something, and my friend, a couple of my friends did as well, and I just ended up getting one, which was epic, and. My auntie happened to, happens to live over there, so I kind of based myself around her to start with. So she's in Edmonton, which is like a four or five hour drive from memory to Fernie. Yep. So it's quite far, but it was good to have somewhere to fly to and like sort of feel like I had a little bit of a home over there to start with. And because yeah. it was a year visa, I wanted to make the most of that. So I flew in and worked in Edmonton for a while. All before right. then planning on moving down to Fernie when the winter hit. So, like, what sort of work were you doing in Edmonton? Oh, well, I kind of just went to, like, a job recruitment place and said I'll do anything, and I ended up doing quite a few different things. But I worked at Peter Pitt. That was one thing, and that was just across from her, so that was easy. Like, there was a mall across, you know, across the field from her place, and then I also did daytime, different daytime jobs, and one of them was just on a big constru- construction site and it was freezing cold Edmonton's a very cold city yeah and I used to just go around and like probably sweep up rubbish I don't really remember what I did but it was you know it was from memory like at the time the pay was quite good because it was in the Canadian dollar as well so I was like yeah this is cool and I'd catch the bus there but then I realized I needed some more transport so I bought myself a bike from the thrift shop and yeah. I was writing, I had this other job that I was going to, which was cleaning cleaning up after, like, disasters that happened in homes, you know, like fires or floods. And, um, yeah, my bike, I skidded out on an intersection, and it was so icy, you know, so I fell off, and that kind of freaked me out. So that night I tried to jimmy something up. I took all the tire, both the tires off, and I screwed little short screws through the tires to make them have spikes. <laughs> So then I could get to my job sites quicker and safer each day. But, and, yeah, it was pretty random. Did it work? Oh, yeah, it was sick. It was so cool. <laughs> I actually took that bike to Fernie. It was so rare. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so and then I moved down to Fernie after that and worked as a, as a lifty in Fernie for the winter, for my rare. first winter overseas. And who were the heads you were riding with in Fernie for that season? Um, well, I was there with Sharon, and oh, we rented a place together and another friend, Rach Stewart who she's like an old school Wanaka girl and and then another friend Alicia and then I just made friends in Fernie I guess like that mm. like I met Jeff there and he's still a good friend to this day he's such a good dude and um yeah made quite a few friends over there another girl Jamie who was really ripping at the time in Canada and oh, sweet. yeah it was really cool right. and then um from there ending up back in New Zealand to check out the snow park thing. Yeah, I think we went over to Whistler in spring. And oh, right. I think that's actually maybe where I met Leanne for the first time. But uh, Leanne Pelosi. Pelosi, yeah. Oh, red. Potentially I didn't meet her. I might have just fanned out on her and yeah, seen her riding the park and stuff and been like, because oh, she was Because she's a ripper now, but she was total ripper back then. Yeah, right? she was like charging then. So then she did. She And her and Jeff were really good friends, actually. So maybe her... That may have been where how I met her through Jeff. But, yeah, she came down for the first year at Snowpark, and her brother Dom, he was a real, real sick rider as well. And, oh, like, 
Dwayne Webb and a few different Canadian writers that came down, which was really yeah, cool to write with. It was quite him. a heavy Canadian contingent mm. there for the first couple of years. And so. that was through Patterson, I think. Right. So, yeah, Jeff was a big um, influence on them all coming out. And then, yeah, Road got to become quite good friends with Leanne, which was cool. And um, and were you working for Snow Park at the time? or you just? Yeah, so I got a job there that first year. Oh, yeah, cool. Just doing... doing lifty or well there wasn't even a lift the first year so working on the tea bar and yeah making coffees just whatever was needed to be done really because it was so you know loosely kind of run i don't know if Mm. i had a total job description (laughs) but i definitely worked Mm. for them and i wasn't on the team to start with i was just working there and riding there every day and every moment i had a chance with a ride break or whatever and and uh, obviously that just got you noticed and it sounds like, motherfucker, you're on the team sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know if it was quite like that, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think they, maybe the second or third year, I, it's hard to remember exactly when these things developed, but mm. probably the second year they kind of thought, well, let's make a team for Snow Park and, you know, they can we can use them for advertising or whatever and help them out with a bit of, like we would get credit in the shops and get some cool gear and mm. yeah it was cool and there was quite a good team at snow park i can't remember exactly who was on it but um like will, will was on it definitely will jay will jack tim ways must have and, been on there too yeah i'm pretty sure Surely. tim was on there and they were both on there things, yeah eh? yeah they were both killing it i want to say joram yeah, I'm pretty sure, Joram, we though. need to look at the yearbook. Have you yeah, got that? I haven't got one of those, oh, no. Because I'd, I'd always go over and buy day passes with the... Like Hayley Holt was on it. Oh, um, yeah. I feel like Logan Holt might have been on it as well. Mm. Um, Hayley Holt, so you rode a lot with her back in the day, right? Yeah, um, yeah, we were pretty tight, for sure. Because people that know her now probably don't associate her with being a ripping fucking snowboarder. Yeah. And she was pretty gnarly for the time. Yeah, she was so... Um, <clears throat> we just rode together and fed off each other I think you know yeah. like it was pretty cool for sure and she did some pretty epic switchback ones I remember on the yeah. big jump at snow park and I was like yeah girl like, she was so, amazing I remember she, seeing a picture of her doing a front three in uh, her interview in the manual magazine yeah that's like, right oh, in like could, Utah or something yeah, yeah it's like, oh, oh I wish I could do my front threes like that and I still can't like to this day yeah like, she's got a good front three on and so you well. travelled to Japan with her for a bunch right mm. we did a trip to Japan together did like a photo shoot over there a girls photo shoot with her and another girl Courtney from Australian girl and um and what was the shoot for um transfer or oh, so manual alright one of them magazines kicking around at the time <laughs> sorry guys um yeah manual i think it was actually oh, i don't think transfer was around back then no i don't think it was but oh. they're both such cool mags that i relate them to you know yeah, similar similar vibe eh? like, yeah and um i haven't seen manual printed for a while though but yeah yeah and me. i was with manual and johnny mac and yeah it was oh, it was sick. really cool right so anyway snow park um what was snow girls um, Snow Girls was like a freestyle girls camp, snow camp. Right, so we did like, you know, had girls come up and would stay up there. It, there were different levels, I guess. You could do like a day thing or you could come and do like a camp. And yeah, it was just 
So were you one of the coaches or brains yeah. behind the organisation? Um, I definitely helped with the organising of it and, you know, with just kind of getting it going. But it was a snow park thing and we just, I just was there doing it with them. Brad. And um, who else was sort of coaching? Um, Haley coached a bit. Fee Duncan, she oh, coached Rad. a bit. Yeah. yeah um, and we would have like, I think sometimes just like some guest coaches as well, if there were like some good shredders there that would wanted to help out and make a little bit of extra Sweet. cash or whatever. And was it quite popular, like pretty successful? Sort of yeah, thing? yeah, like, it was. It was super popular. People loved it. I still get people today that I meet that say, oh, you coached me in Snow Girls back in the day. It's pretty no cool. Way. Was that, yeah. um, Was that girl that was uh, one of the Explore Monica clients? She said something like that, right? Was that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. She did. She, um, I coached her and then she actually booked a big trip with us last year and brought down 20 friends. So, yeah, that was, that's pretty cool. You know, it goes back and And it's coming around full circle, I guess, now with what we're doing. Was there any, um, names that we'd know now that came through the Snow Girls coaching program? Um... Well, I don't think Zoe ever did Snow Girls. But Such a polite, humble young woman, eh? Oh, she's amazing. Speaking, it's, it's good that you bring up Zoe Sinnott, Abby. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> today, even though this will probably be released six weeks from now, uh, Zoe Sinnott has won natural selection after coming in as a wild card. I know, like, it's can crazy. You, can you believe that? Like, I can believe it because like, she's so talented on her snowboard. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, it's she was up against a big, tough field for sure. But Huge list yeah, of legends, right? Totally. And, you know, she's so, you know, she did lots of backcountry this year and, or last year in New Zealand. And, you know, she's such a good all-round snowboarder and she's so strong. And But, yeah, still, like, that experience that, you know, she doesn't have that experience, but she just threw down, you know. It was amazing. I've got to say, like, she looked so comfortable, even... Even the ones, even like that front three stale she didn't like ride out of, she looked so good in the air. Oh, yeah. And, She's. And that last run that was a tail grab to Wildcat, to mute off the pillow, backside three and slash. That's so just like, fuck. Like that backside three is like, fuck, I remember, oh, it's just oh, so hyped. Yeah, like, I know. Same. Like, we were so hyped watching that and just so stoked for her, you know. Yeah. Like, it's such an achievement. Could, couldn't have really gone to a better oh, person no. and, and spokes, spokesperson for snowboarding. Like, yeah. I think when you see a performance like that, it's very evident that snowboarding is in good hands. Yeah, totally. And uh, from an outsider looking in, it looks like there's been a bit of a pass, like she's coming from the park side of things and she's fucking fucking shit up on the park, left, right and centre, mm. to the freestyle and in freestyle in the free ride setting. And from what I can tell as an outside looking in, that looks like that was a path that was paved by like your generation and Dubray before you guys sort of thing. And... Uh, so so that's potentially yeah you know you she's know. definitely you know like so looks up to you know some really sort of like legend status snowboarders you know she's yeah. not just looking at the guys and not that mm. these people in the park that are ripping out legends but you know like she's looking at like the you know like 
old school riders that know how to ride the mountain and yeah. like she's learned to ride the mountain she's not just learned to get from feature to feature and spin and mm, rail so. and you know she's she can actually see the lines and pick mm. them and ride them so well so it should be like a classically trained snowboarder this uh i've I, I seen mike ranquit use that terms like that is fucking perfect like it's just the real deal and yeah if you ever listen to this zoe well done that was like we're, yeah, we're so you're amazing, hyped, Zoe. So proud of you. Well, she said that she was. Um, I asked her before she left if she's keen to come on. She didn't even hesitate to say yes. Like holy shit! She I know she's so yes. she's like, such a little legend so and so I, humble. And I can't wait to have so her rad. on. Hopefully, and so much to. Um, good God, it's just I been mean, amazing watching her yeah. develop as a snowboarder, you know, and see her just get from strength to strength. You know, it's yeah. like. Well, I think she's just totally on fire. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and it's just yeah, and now she's going to Alaska. Yeah, it's like, like wow. the the center stage for where snowboarding should be. Yeah, that's so um, cool. Well, I guess we got to address the elephant in the room, Will Jackways. <laughs> oh, first, that guy! First of all, is it possible for anyone to keep up with him? Um. Yeah, I mean, people keep up with him. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, he'll ride with people and they'll like be racing him down the hill. But yeah, he's he's pretty um, amazing for sure Mm. on a snowboard and as a Um, person in general. So, did he have? I mean, this is probably the dumbest question I'm going to ask. But um, how much of an influence did he have on your riding? So, I I remember seeing seeing you in the park and hitting the urban features in Japan and that sort of thing. Mm. And then it was just like this one season, suddenly it was like threes off cliffs and tail grabs off cliffs. And was that through riding with Will or were you heading down that direction anyway? Um, Bit of both, I think. Like we were so lucky, you know, we're so lucky to have been able to snowboard and travel together for so, we did that for so many years, you know, and he influenced me. Yeah, of course he did, hugely, Mm. but... Also, I looked up to other riders, like females as well, mm. that were, you know, in the backcountry and hitting urban staff. And, like, mm. I didn't want to necessarily do the competition route, even though I still did contests because it was kind of ticking the boxes for the sponsors, right? And, um, yeah, Will influenced me hugely, and he taught me so much. Like, mm. And we just were so lucky that we could do it together and... You know, we, we're mm. just such a great team so, in that way, you know. like Did that help with, say, because I remember you sort of, you being more of a um, media-based writer, like video clips and magazine shots and that sort of thing. Mm. Was that sort of, did that help provide you with the platform that you could sort of steer away from contests a bit more and head towards that? Yeah, side of for sure. And, you know, Will helped me with that a lot because... You know, he was, he had paved himself quite a nice path, had got some really good sponsors and good incentives with photos and things like this. So, you know, he taught me a lot with that sort of stuff. And yeah, so it made me, you know, I enjoyed that more. And it was more like we could go out there and do that together. And we just would have to get a photographer on board. Like, it's so different now, you know. Like, there wasn't Instagram and yeah. Facebook back then, so you weren't seeing things. You had to wait for that magazine to come out, and then you're like, oh, cool, you know. Yeah. So that was that was really um, fun to do that together, and, like, it kind of 
it was a bit like it was a dream that we even yeah. got. You know, I even look at some of the magazines. I'm like, wow, did I actually do that? Like, <laughs> you know, so yeah, it was cool. And, well, you did, and we were all in awe reading these magazines. Oh, and, thanks, Because uh, I associate you and Will like, that time mainly with what I was seeing coming out of your trips to Japan. A lot of people wouldn't realize some of the urban rails you guys stepped to back then. It was like no joke sort of thing. Did that just one of those things or like, oh, it's there, let's just ride it sort of thing? Oh, uh, yeah, we would go on, you know, we would, we stayed in Sapporo City with a good friend, Tatsu, that Will actually, he came to New Zealand and lived with Will's family for a, for a year and went to school here, I think, on Will's last year or something thereabouts. And he had a, an apartment in Sapporo and we used to stay with him and go to on missions with him. He was a really good, he was on the Japanese border cross team, I think, so he was shredding all the time too, but also an, a sick free rider. And he he knew where lots of rails were and we just went hunting for them, found lots of rails and then when the powder was good, we'd ride the powder. Mm. And it was before, like it's kind of, they weren't really strict back then, the police and things, you know, people would be like, oh, what are these Gaijins doing? You know, Gaijins <laughs> are like foreigners. And yeah. I remember it's... one day, you know, Will just made it all look so easy, you know, and I hadn't really hit many street rails. And I remember being like, I'm going to hit a kink rail today. We're going to go find a kink rail. And Will's like, okay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's really interesting. And anyway, we went off and we found this kink rail and um it was the perfect single barrel down flat down and the stairs were heated it was to a temple you know sacred you should not go there but anyway (laughs) we did and um we built the jump and i was like will hit it you know made it look super easy i was like yeah i'm doing this dropped in to hit the rail popped up to ollie onto it and tacoed down the rail and like was not really feeling it after that. It was kind of gnarly. And um, then this little Japanese person came out of the temple and Will speaks quite a, quite good Japanese and, you know, I can understand a bit. And we actually had a Japanese friend there with us who he was, he helped with the translating, but he, they ended up inviting us in anyway. You know, we thought we were in big trouble, but mm. they invited us in and they were so worried about me because of seeing me crash, you know, this Mm. girl, this, like, you know, she's gone and hurt her stomach or something, and there's a Mm. little kid, and the kid was, like, I don't know, he would have been four or five, and the man, the father, he said, uh, well, Will and I, we wanted to give the kid something, because they gave us mandarins, and they gave us stuff to make sure we're at hot tea and stuff, and we wanted to give something in return, and we pulled out our wallet, to try and find something and all we had was a New Zealand coin and we said can we give this to your you know to the kid and the father then told us that yes of course you can and he collects coins so it was such a weird coincidence and I was like that's so rad you know we Mm. that kid's gonna travel to New Zealand like we went away from there feeling (laughs) like that was pretty cool yeah and I did step to a down flat down later on that trip and get it nice and um it was another pretty cool story because it was in Sapporo City and the run-in was over a road yeah. Lewis Paraka was there with us actually and um the police came and we're like oh no they're gonna shut us down but then they were like oh it was only me hitting it at this stage they're like oh this girl's trying to do this oh yeah we'll stop the traffic <laughs> so <laughs> they stopped shit. the traffic for us and let me hit the rail and then I got like this shot on this massive down flat ra- down rail it was off a bridge so that was 
Like, that's one of the photos I look at and go, yeah. did I actually do that? That's that's almost got to be as close as you can get to parting water, right? And getting the cops to stop traffic so you can hit a rail. Like, I know. And other country I know, that, right? In, Japan right? is just so rad. Just I love the, that place. The best. Yeah. And was this sort of the time where you were, you guys were living down down the road from me in the pink house, right? Was as well. Um. Yeah. Maybe oh, no. it might have been. That might have been the season before. That might right. have been the season after that we did that. But right. Cause yeah. That, that was a bit of a halfway house for Kiwi Shreds. That house. Yeah. That was pretty classic yeah. house, eh? And lots of crew came through there and still there. Much to my surprise. Yeah. I wonder if anyone lives in it. Don't know. I mean, I... I'm pretty sure like he like brought it back to life. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. pretty run down. Yeah. Well, was as world was kind of weird. Like. So someone was telling me that he sort of squatted there and got it or something. Yeah, like, well, the pink know. house actually was a separate... It wasn't actually run by Waza. That right. was another guy, um, E.T. or Ichi. He was a Japanese friend. Oh, so he actually was running there, but I don't know who owned it or what was going on there. But um, So at this time, who were some of the writers you were looking at for inspiration and influence? Um, I definitely looked up to like, cause with the film, cause we, we were sort of filming all the time, you know, so I was definitely looking up to like Leanne Pelosi and Hannah yeah. Beeman and I, I've always looked up to Jamie, of course. And yeah, so I mean, and you know, Shelley Gottlieb, she was always someone I looked up to too. She was a fucking powerhouse, yeah. right? Like freestyle gnarly powerhouse. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like Torah Bride, of course. Yeah, you know, just oh, love so. love Torah. So, so and I mean, I I really looked up to all of the girls that were in snowboarding. You know, mm. it's hard to name them. Yeah, like and so working at Snow Park, you would have come across a lot of these writers you were looking up to and that sort of thing. Was that? Yeah, sort of... I'm pretty sure that's the first time I met Jamie, and she was probably like 15 or 16 at Snow Park. Yeah, and won the Burton Open or something then, right? Yeah. Just so like, she's just she's, been on like a contest massacre since then. I know. <laughs> like, she's a, she's such a legend. Yeah. Oh, sick. And, um, well, while we're on Jamie Anderson, like, um, <clears throat> no secret that you and Will have a business, Explore Wanaka, which speci- specialises in snow trips to Japan. And um, you guys had the privilege of organising and guiding Jamie Anderson's trip there for filming one of her videos. Yeah, we were um, pretty stoked that Jamie wanted to use us and work with us. She's we've known her for a long time, so she's a pretty good friend of ours, and she, you know, saw what we were up to. We Will did a bit of work with her here in New Zealand as well, and then that kind of evolved to Japan, and we did a um, trip with her and some of her crew over there, which was really awesome mean and that's yeah. just come from her coming to Wanaka yeah exactly years, yeah and just building that friendship and I guess you know she looks up to Will as well as yeah. a snowboarder and he's yeah. such a good like person to have around when you're trying to build features and things like that he's so good at you know seeing the lines and helping mm. build and just positive vibes like yeah, yeah. he's he's pretty Good at that, Jamie. They had such an epic time in Japan, like got so many good shots. Pretty mind blowing the respect he gets from the best in the world. Like, like yeah, um, it is. It's totally like it's it's like, really cool. Working up at Kadrona, and you know, like when we had the internationals coming in pre-COVID, you'd always, you know, like the staff would be like, "Oh no way!" Like 
Jamie Anderson's around or Danny Davis or Starley, all these, oh, wow. It's like, you know that their favourite dude rides here most days. Like, you know, and, but, you know, yeah. he's too, too humble. He, he'd be embarrassed to hear me. Yeah, say yeah, I think so. I'm like, um, yeah, like he, it's about being a good person as well, mm. right? And I think Will is just a very nice guy kind mm. person that you know and if anyone is listening well. to this <laughs> and uh, is, doesn't really know what we're talking about go on youtube will jackway's interpretation in that movie and that'll tell you what we're probably not able to put in words yeah uh, so was Good jamie point. um was she one of the there was a time in wanaka that you and will lived by the lake there yeah, and the and probably the oldest house on the street. Yeah, and it seemed to be a halfway house for like most travelling pros. Was that sort of Jamie and Leanne and those crew sort of? Well, like yes, we or? we lived there, and you know all of you know we were friends. We are friends with all of the those crew that come mm. to New Zealand. So yeah, they a lot of people. We just would have barbecues and you know bonfires out the front, and smack mm. golf balls into the lake, you know different things like that. <laughs> Yeah, so we definitely had some really good times there. It was a cool place. So I know there's times I'd drop boards off there, walk in the house and try and not fan out and be like, oh, I'm playing cool, here's your board, well, <laughs> I better leave before I make a dick of myself. No, don't be silly. <laughs> um, so for a long time, I think a lot of us would associate you with riding for ride snowboards. Was that through the New Zealand guys or was that a bit more... Yeah, I started I started riding for ride quite early in my snowboarding through the New Zealand ride guys at Sportive, and um, it was Sharon that got me onto that. She actually rode for ride before me, and then she was kind of stepping out of snowboarding, and they wanted another female in there. So it was kind of like a timing thing as well, you know, like I was up and coming at that time. So that was cool. And then as my snowboarding developed more, I reached, you know, reached out to the guys in the US and sent them. Like it was actually that year in Japan when I started to do a bit more stuff and got some cool shots. And I sent it all over to them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, this is you seem pretty like a cool girl. Like we'll help you out, kind of thing." So I kind of got on to ride US for a few years, which was really awesome. It helped me a lot with being able to travel and just get about and fund a bit more of the stuff, you know. So. It was really, I was really grateful to have been, you know, able to do that in my snowboarding, you know, it was a pretty good achievement, I think. That's awesome. I had no idea it was actually through, ended up through Ride Ride. Yeah, so I used to go and, you know, hang out in the headquarters in Seattle and it was pretty, they had a skate ramp there and stuff. It was pretty cool, Will and I would go there and, yeah, it was, it was cool. And, I mean, because Ride's had an illustrious team throughout the years since mm. your inception so it's rad that you had you've got a brick in that yeah like, yeah it was you know, like, it was really special the, to be able like to they've got like hunter beeman they had russell winfield jason ford Dale rayburn like all these heavy hitters jake lavelle mm. it's fucking abby lockhart at the time yes like, it holy was, shit, yeah. that's yeah it was cool rad man there was a few other sponsors I was keen to talk to you about. So I remember you were pretty big on the CHOP team for a while there, Dino Johnson and Hayley Knights. Yeah, that was um, awesome what they did. They started a brand here in Wanaka CHOP and had a, a cool shop in town and they made beanies and they were definitely like a Wanaka thing, you know, like mm. and people wore them all around the world and, like, it was it was, it was awesome, yeah. It was, I think, a... 
I guess it, it's still around, you know, like mm. you still see chop stuff. I just don't think that they have a chop shop. Well, they definitely don't have a chop shop anymore. Mm. I'm not sure if they have an um, online shop or not. But, mm. yeah, it was it was cool to be a part of that family for it sure. Was, I mean, I just remember it was one of those things where it was like so much chop stuff. I was like, oh, I don't need, I'll, I'll buy one tomorrow, I'll buy one tomorrow. And now it's, the shop's not there. It's like, fuck, I should have totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause, for I mean, sure. And also cause Dino and what he did for New Zealand Snowboarding. Yeah, and Dino, and they were too, both legends. Like, they, they were actually, like, probably snowboarding before I sort of was in the scene, you know? Like, mm. I mean, they still snowboarded then, but they were on a different stage of their lives, you know? They were doing mm. the chop shop, and they just had starting to have children and things. So, like, I didn't actually snowboard much with Dean or Haley, but they're both such nice people, and, you know, it was so cool that they did that. I had an afternoon with him and Brent Screen in like 2013 at Cadrona. Like oh just yeah, cool. Awesome. And I was like on the chair both time, like just pinching myself each time. Like I cannot believe this is happening right now. <laughs> like I'm doing runs with Dino and Screen. That's so like, cool. <laughs> that's sick. Do we want to talk about the Halley Challenge? I'm pretty sure there was a time where um, you and Will power coupled the shit out of that competition and both won the same year or yeah, something. Yeah, um, I think we did. For for those of us that sort of weren't there, like what was the Halley Challenge? It was a Tony Harrington competition. The Halley right? Challenge mm-hmm. was like an event that once was an event a long yeah. time ago before I snowboarded, and it was a big deal, you know, back then. And this guy Tony Harrington Harrow, he wanted to bring it back. Mm. He must have been the. I think he founded it originally as well. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that history, but. He wanted to bring it back, so he did. And that first year it was coming back. It's a heli event, so, you know, you fly into the mountains with however many people are, you know, 20-odd people or whatever, and you all get shuttled in, a few different helis servicing the crew, and you get taken to a face and you do a couple of runs and you get judged and filmed. And the I think it actually got judged later on the video footage I don't think it was judged at the time from memory one of the years it was definitely like that anyway but yeah it was cool Will and I my first year doing it I didn't have enough money to enter and I did a fundraiser and fundraised the money and ended up winning so that was pretty cool and I think everyone was pretty stoked that they'd given me two bucks for my little raffle (laughs) (laughs) that was a good cause though yeah and then we won I think the next yeah, I, it was. Did, I think it went for three years, yeah. and I'm pretty sure I won every right. one when I was in it. So that was that was fun. And so, who were you competing against on the with the other women? Sort of there time? wasn't a very big field, so it doesn't sound that great saying that one. But yeah, there oh. were some American girls and Kiwi. I'm trying to think of the Kiwis. There were some Aussie girls. I don't think Julianne ever did it. Yeah, I think she did it like way back in the nineties. Yeah, the early she's, one, she's not, the one with, of, um, not the one with, not the one where I was competing. It was all international. In I'm trying but, to think. Um, I think there was another Kiwi, but not someone that I had known. So there was, you know, the field was probably like, you know, seven max girls in the event, and they were from all around the show. So right. Americans and Canadians and. And um, so I remember that was uh, 09 had a heavy lineup like. If, if it's the same one that Will won, because if I remember rightly, like Quentin Robbins, Travis Rice, Mikey Basich. Yeah. All these, all these heavy hitters were there. Yeah, and I do remember Travis being there, and that probably was the 
um, first one. But I'm not as my memory's not as good as yours. <laughs> you have a memory of an elephant. It's a curse as much as it's a blessing. No, it's awesome. Well, I wonder if that ever um, gave him the inspiration for his contest he's doing now and stuff. Yeah, potentially. Right. Yeah, might have yeah. had some sort of influence on in it. And um, another New Zealand brand that I remember you writing for was Madwax. Oh yeah, Madwax was awesome. That's mm. Brent Brent Screen. He's Brent. a really good friend as well, and he sponsored me to you know just with how, lots of wax and stickers. Yeah. So that was really cool. And so how did that come about though? Like he's just hey, what's um, up? Yeah, potentially through Will, I'd say, because he I think Will rode for Madwax too met Brent when he came to Wanaka and he was like, oh, you're a shredder here, have some wax. You know, it was very, very, like, cash. But very cool to represent these local brands, you know. Mm, and he's still ripping now. Like, yeah, he's such a dude. Was it, like, 46 years old and he goes and does the TC, TC cat track or some shit? I know. How was his video party um, compiled this year? <laughs> like, every... I mean, I didn't actually see a part, but, I mean, he, he would put these individual clips mm. up and I'm just like... Damn, don't call well, it a comeback, Brent. Jesus, well, did you see, um, he did a trip with, uh, we, we will talk about a bit more about Explore Wanaka in a bit, um, but Screen did a trip with you guys. He did, yeah, he came come, to Japan with us. Come away with probably more clips than most travelling pros. Yeah, that's come away right. With. Maybe yeah. that was his, um, like, what got him onto this season's filming yeah. mission. He's, and, um... Because you remember he hit that green bridge that you and Will used to jip. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he got heaps yeah. of awesome shots. It was so cool. <laughs> and he's like... He's a total... The older like, dude in the crew as well. Legend. Like, man, Brent's no, a total legend, yeah. No excuses, eh? Nah. Uh, so singles we've brought it up, um, Explore Wanaka. Uh, how did Explore Wanaka come about? Um, so Explore Wanaka's kind of Will and I's um, like passion with a career in business I guess we decided we wanted to continue on in the snow industry after our snowboarding and we just kind of came up with an idea of doing these snow tours and we also do golf tours in summer and the Japan sector just organically got in there because we had so many people asking and yeah it's just kind of grown in its own way we knew we wanted to do something together and something in the snow industry just to to keep doing what we love and making keeping it being a career for us and yeah so that's kind of how it came about we just didn't want to do something that we weren't really passionate about yeah so that that's where it came from and yeah we just it's you know gonna forever be evolving because Mm. of the way that the world is and we're just kind of adapting with things with COVID and yeah, yeah. it's 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 all good it's awesome we're stoked that we've we've um, started it and because you guys seem to be um a lot of uh <clears throat> visiting pros first point of call of hey i want to get some heli shots in this yeah and and that's got to be pretty cool like I, I guess that's the experience with both uh, yourself and will being former professional snowboarders yeah. of uh understanding what what lights hit and where for what kind of thing yeah exactly so we just that's another part of the business so the japan part and the kind of you know facilitate facilitating photo shoots and like 
um, helping people with, you know, filming, like going in the heli, finding the spots. That was those two parts of the business were kind of like that would be cool, you know. Let's mm. let's try and do that, but not really sure how that would go. They ended up being the most popular parts, you know, people so. wanting to use us and the most the fun, really fun part as well. I mean, taking people on snow tours is great as well, yeah. and. And well, the golf as well is more like a summer thing and a long-term thing. But, yeah, working with the pros and with, like, so brands as well, like doing, like, um, shoots we, for brands. Can we mention, like, who are some of the pros you've been working with? Um, like, Jamie Anderson's one of the most standout ones, I guess, that we've done the biggest project with. And then we've done, like, different shoots with, like, Yeti. We did a, a big... Um, catalog shoot with them and so these are things pre-covid that we were all sort of happening growing organically some other sort of clothing brand shoots and and like will's done a bit of work with starley and you know there's different athletes that you know he's written on the same team with and things like that so using you know team managers knowing oh yeah will's doing this now Mm. so let's hit him up kind of thing um, did he work with Carlos a bit for the oh, Rus- Ruckus yeah. 2 project? Yeah, so he's done a bit of stuff with Carlos as well. I forgot to mention Carlos. Mm. He's like... Hello, Carlos. Yeah, hi, Carlos. <laughs> Little legend. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty funny. I'm Well, just because I have no better word to use, I remember we went to the Ruckus 2 premiere, and it was fucking awesome. Again, like, similar to watching Zoe today, it's like snowboarding's still in good hands after watching that video. Mm. And then the free ride part come out, and it's like Will had two tricks in there that were as good as everyone else's. It's like, well, the guide's staging up the like pros right now. Like, no, that's and, um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely like like an honour for Will to work with these people as well. Mm. You know, so it's it works. It's quite works quite well, I think, because he brings a good energy to them, and mm. they bring a, you know it, it works that way, and it's like. It's nice that we can make a, a bit of a business out of it. Yeah. We're going to rewind the tape a little bit here. Um, do you remember winning the Coronet Rail Jam with a switch front board? I do remember that. So how'd that all go down? Because, um, I mean, that's, for that time, that was a hella tech trick, like switch front board. Yeah, I don't really know how it went down. I just right. did it. But um, I do remember quite clearly it was the first time my dad ever saw me snowboard. Sick. So it's quite a nice memory, actually, because he was very proud of me, and that was nice. Yeah. And oh, he cool. was always like, what's she doing snowboarding, you know? Yeah. You know, like, he'd just never been down to Wanaka or anything, and he flew down and came up to Coronet, and he was there for that. So that was pretty special. Well, that's awesome. You can yeah. see the worth in it. Like, no way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I've got a cool photo of me and Dad sitting in the cafe at Coronet that that um, evening so yeah it was pretty special for sure rad well we're talking about jackways i'm guessing you did quite a few trips with uh, tim jackways will's older brother yeah um, well we met up with him quite a bit around the place him and his partner brie my sister-in-law brie they are both amazing snowboarders and they mm. lived in canada for a long time and we used to go and spend a lot of time with them we'd stay with them in their basement and snowmobile with them every day and ride the park at blackcomb and mostly in canada really mm. was where we spent time with them because he was um a lot of people probably don't realize how big of a deal he was back then oh yeah tim was a still is a total legend and you know him and will like they both 
like I remember when I first sort of moved to Wanaka and I used to see them riding the half pipe and was just like those guys are amazing you know mm. this you know they've been like such an influence for so many Kiwis I think mm. and uh, I remember um, Will showed me a picture of Tim on the hip and he had like eight years off snow oh yeah and, and just I know just like it just like yesterday just right? like it never left exactly like, wow no, he like, still rips he still shreds so hard it's awesome and mm. same with Bree. Brie, yeah, yeah she, she was... Um, She's a ripper as well. And, and still is, right? Yeah. And, um, but uh, Pilates teaching her or something. Yeah, she's got her own um, studio here in Wanaka now, the Reformery, which is awesome. Sick. Yeah. And is there some writers you're looking at now that you're like, fuck yeah, that's, you know, like... Oh, yeah, of or? course. I mean, like, in New Zealand, of course, Zoe and mm. Carlos are both just like, killing it and love JJ love his style love his personality just love the kid he's mm. awesome Can't, I don't know if I can still call him a kid but when yeah. I met him he was a kid yeah he's man now have you um <laughs> have you rung his heard his answer phone no is it when he was little yeah it oh, hasn't changed that's adorable so, <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was like last year there before I rang oh, it got, got the answer yeah. phone <laughs> hi you've reached JJ and it's like holy shit it's so was, cool. I was uh, ringing up for someone in this situation, like, dude, you got to listen to this. I might have been Brent's screen, actually. But I rang, and JJ answers, like, dude, could you hang up? I want to listen to your answer. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still the same? I've got to ring oh, him. Oh, we'll ring him. JJ, if, if you get a call from Abby or myself, don't pick up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, JJ, um, Ollie Burke made a really good comparison with JJ and Carlos as... Um, they're kind of like the Ollie Brunson and Quentin Robbins of this time. Oh, yeah, cool. You know, which, like, one was super technician mm. and then one was super style-based and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, that's pretty good. I didn't even yeah. think about it. It was like, well, that's um, totally makes sense. Like, he was obviously, like, a proponent of, like, good style. I mean, he's got a method that speaks for itself. Like, um, who else do you think's like, got a good style in snowboarding? Like, past, present? Well, obviously, Jamie Anderson's, like, one of my all-time favourite snowboarders. She's just got flawless style and makes it look so effortless. And, you know, the personality that comes with the snowboarding makes a big difference, I think, as well, you know. So she's so kind and, like, genuine and humble and all the things that I love in a person, you know. So Jamie's just, like, stand out. And, yeah, Zoe, of course. I think mm. I've mentioned her a few times. Yeah, and, <laughs> and de- deservedly so, I think. Yes, like. yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I'm just trying to think who else. I mean, obviously there's lots of snowboarders out there with good style, mm. but I'm just thinking of people that I kind of yeah. know personally probably more so. Mm. And that's why JJ comes up and Carlos mm. is like, yeah, I mean, his style is so sick as well. They're kind of the two guys that are sort of, spearheading New Zealand snowboarding currently right now well it feels like to me anyway yeah like as, as the current pro sort of thing yeah uh, you mentioned Jamie and I have to agree with you like the times I've met her you wouldn't think it was like Jamie Anderson professional snowboarder she's just one of the crew and again one of those moments was like holy shit I can't believe I'm just speaking to gold medal gnarly yeah, Cab, and she's just got know, such a nice presence, and, and she'd never make anyone feel like, you know, that she's superior to them or anything mm. like that. She's just such a humble person, mm. which is so nice and refreshing to meet oh, those sort of people like that. Yeah, too. I think quite like there are a lot of snowboarders like that as well, yeah. you know. But 
I just happen to know Jamie and be friends with her, so I'm talking about her more probably. Yeah, well, man, you know. she's, she's one of the best ever to do it. Mm. And it's not even not even up for debate. Oh, totally. And Because um, uh, from what I understand, you're like riding her pro model boards now. Yeah, well, she's gifted me a couple of boards, which is so, so. nice of her, you know. She's just like kind and gen- generous, you know, so I was... In, in a good position where she gave them to me she said so, she wanted to give them to me so I'm really stoked they're awesome boards I love them uh, that's yeah. pretty rad to like have that under your feet be like this came from the best in the world I know that's fucking cool and it's you know the fact that she actually gave them to me and I didn't just go to the shop and buy them is pretty rad yeah yeah oh so um along with goggles and all these other things that she you know yeah it's like access to her, and she's like, oh, you might like these. You know, here's five pairs of Oakley's. Again, <laughs> speaks to her generosity, though. Exactly. Right? She's such a kind, giving person. She wants to give back, and she's so grateful for where she is in this world. And but you know, I think that's also a case of real recognises real. Like, oh. You know, and... Yeah, um, she's she, she's definitely, you know, mm. like, I feel grateful to have her mm. as a friend, and... So, it's a, it feels like it's genuine, you know, which mm. is really nice. So when I worked for uh, Ryan McDermott in um, Monocera, the mm. workshop over there, whenever she would come by, she was always like the gist of GCs. Like, yeah. She'd like make sure everyone was like had a coffee or something and like fucking yeah, she's so, what's up homies. And yeah. Like, you, I still hear that now that like, oh, what's up homie? Like, yeah. It's, it's no way, that's Jamie. It's no fucking way. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Again, having to compose myself, like, oh my god, one of my favourite writers, like, be cool. Yeah. Can't blow it. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing I want to talk about is um, Dogger's Mini Pipe Worlds. Oh, yeah, and, that's um, a very. Possibly the funnest day of the year. Yeah, very fun contest, is what I was going to say. And some, you know, everyone can go on it, which is, is so rad. Hmm. And yeah, like even Lillian went down that pipe this year, which was oh, pretty, sick. pretty awesome. She was pretty proud of herself. She kind of just went down the middle and that's all good when you're five. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah, it's so rad that she can, you know. I mean, that, that was just like the kind of event that's missing. Like, I remember those events in the 90s a lot, like mm. anyone could enter and and yeah, it was great and it's like just you a got jam to, and everyone just has a good time and, and get dressed up do what and you yeah, like. like the first or maybe second ones like Alec Ostrong and Starley and those dudes were entered as well it's like fuck you you can ride with your yeah you know, if they're there like you can ride with your heroes kind of sort mm, of and yeah it's it was pretty sick really cool to see um and all the work that Mad Dog puts in, you know, he makes these epic trophies. I yeah. I got one one year, which I was pretty stoked Man. on. Like, the I think it was maybe like in the legend category or something so. along these. And it's like a you know some skateboards that he's like pressed together and then made into the shape of a half pipe. And, and he, he makes no money out of it or anything, right? It's, no, it's a, a pure passion project. Passion project yeah, it's sort of thing. Very cool. So I remember he was hyped one year where he's like, was down the bottom. He's like, look up. Look up there, like, what? He's like, that's Abby, Christy Pryor, and Zoe Sinner all shredding the pipe together. I was like, that is. It's fucking sick. And that's almost like three generations right there, right? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. All, all we needed yeah, was like cool. Jubray kicking around and we yeah. were like, boom. Well, Jubray would have been. She just 
probably wasn't in that. She would have been on the tea, but on the pommer or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah, and um, yeah, because I mean, we I forgot um, we talked about Lillian before, and I think we've got to talk about the um, the uh, Junior Jackways <laughs> squad. The uh, newest additions to the Fat Tony's Workshop sticker team. I know. Because <laughs> um, I had my mind pretty much melted when I seen uh, Lillian was chipping some box or rail somewhere. Yeah, she definitely button. clicked this year, which was rad. We, um, you know, we've kind of taken them up the hill since they were babies and not... You know, you just put them on the snowboard and let them go and they come down and you get one person's at the top, one's at mm. the bottom... And, yeah, this year, well, I shouldn't be saying this year because it was last year, but last season she figured it out, you know, she learned how to do toes and heels and, you know, pop little ollies and go on the little boxes and things. So, yeah, it's a pretty proud moment as parents and, you mm. know, it's exciting to be able to go up the chairlift with her and just ride around the mountain. Right. So I remember, I think it was Will I was with, and it was one of those, I think every parent would... L- find this funny like she was going away to um the the school lessons on oh yeah and uh, i think lillian was one of the only snowboarders in the school lesson or something on in that school oh yeah thing and uh and she's following the instructor up and it's like oh that's rad well she's doing the school thing she's like yeah well she doesn't listen to me anyway (laughs) (laughs) and it's just one of those things like wow lil you have no idea who your parents are and but it's pretty funny that She's listening. Oh, yeah. She's a loud parent instructor. And And it it totally made it click for her. Because she was already getting around, but we couldn't Mm. get her to, like, commit to doing a toe turn, you know. And then Mm. day one with an instructor and she's ripping. We're like, huh? Well, I remember um, one of the videos you put up, and it was one of those, again, it sort of shook shook my world for a second. Because... Before I'd seen that, I'd seen her and she was skidding around. It was real cool and she could pop wee ollies. But then you guys went around uh, off McDougal's to where the sweet ass bike trail is. And she's riding down, skidding, and then just harks this like almost carved hillside turn around the corner that I wasn't expecting to see that. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, and that was the moment. It's like, well, it's all over from here. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, and, and then Bodie's. Um, but he's actually ripping as well, yeah. which is, you know, you know, you can just tell he's he's that kid. He's like, mm. he's charging around and he loves it. But he's, you know, he's he's only three still, so. Mm. So like, because I, I was hearing that um, every day, like the boots are all lined up, ready to go, and that sort oh, of thing. Yeah. He's like, can I put that sticker on my snowboard? I'm like. I don't even know what snowboard you're going to be on this season because he's got, you know, he finds stickers around the place and he wants to put them on his board, which are up high, so I don't want to put them on the wrong board, you know. Mm, mm. Um, <clears throat> I think I've missed something I did want to speak about. was um, We've done, um, talked about trips to Japan and that sort of thing, but you were based for a while in um, Pacific Northwest, right? Like. Uh, Whistler sort of area yeah we did quite a bit of time in Whistler and like we stayed in Squamish quite a bit and then also down in Washington as well we Sweet. did quite a bit of time in Seattle and at Mount Mount Baker and Stevens Pass area okay. and so what was the inspiration behind picking that area I mean obviously Mount Baker speaks for itself but well it? we like with Whistler we loved the place and we also had lots of friends there and 
Tim and Bree were there some of the times when we went there, but and then we, our good friend Greg Roebuck, he lives down in Seattle. He's oh, married to an American girl and has a family there, and he's a old school photographer that used to shoot for New Zealand snowboarder, and oh, so we worked with him a lot and would stay with him, and he would like he was a total like legend and such a good friend and his wife Rachel as well she's awesome miss those guys actually yeah yeah, cool was, um... but yeah we used to do a lot of time with them staying at their place and commuting up to Mount Baker and so we'd just get up early Greg was like a powerhouse you know he worked he's a nurse and um, he would work for three or four days on and then he'd have three days off and then on those days off he'd be like up real early like he's <laughs> he'd have, he has a really nice sled and everything and we had a sled and truck over there, so we would go off on our missions, and other Kiwis would come in, and we would go, and you know, it was a really cool scene and vibe, and yeah. it was really fun actually. And we had other friends that we stayed up in the mountains with at different places, and but that was kind of like our main inspiration, I think, was really having Greg there, and he would shoot with mm. us all the time because he was really good photographer, right? Really you good were photographer, to get yeah. Something in the mag if he was shooting. Yeah, of pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He was really good at what he did and fun to be around and super motivating and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. yeah so that's cool. Remember, like, just about every issue of New Zealand Snowboarder at certain times, like Greg Roebuck photo. It's like, well, this. Yeah, he's he's real passionate about it as well, and mm. so that helped a lot, I think, for the fact that we were spending time there. Mm. And um, had you had much of a brush with injuries as far as being a professional um, snowboarder, that sort of thing? I did rupture my ACL in Mammoth in like a in a contest over there, and that was pretty stink. But apart mm. from that, not too much. I've had like the odd shoulder separation. That was a long time ago, and being my elbow or whatever. But mm. that was the only major, and I had to go through, you know, the the mm. full reconstruction and then rehab and everything and it was a little challenging i guess but yeah it was it is what it is it all p- comes with the with this mm. nature of the sport really yeah and um, did you have much in the way of like what were some of the challenges you faced like as a pro shred or more specifically as like a female pro shred um the time? i guess just it was always you know working to get to the next place so that you know you could keep snowboarding and it was more of a lifestyle thing and then I was just lucky enough to be sponsored and get a little bit of money for travel and things like that but really I did it because of the the love for the sport and being in the mountains and that lifestyle of traveling and being a free spirit you know so Mm. it wasn't I wouldn't say that they're challenges because it was a choice that I made to live that life you know Mm. sweet yeah and uh, any advice for um any aspiring pro shreds coming up um just make sure you're doing what you love and you know if it doesn't feel good and you're not loving it anymore then it's maybe not what you're meant to be doing but i think that that's you know like the the way that snowboarding is today is so different to what it was back then Mm. and you know these kids have got serious serious talent you know that are professional riders these days like it was but you know it was a yeah. different scene back then there weren't you know it was that says snowboarding was evolving and yeah so it's pretty cool that you I, were sort of in that era that sort of bridged the gap right between sort of that raw as fuck 90s to the professional now you sort of like that 
Yeah, so yeah, it's definitely called like, a... Um, like, you kind of got to experience a bit of the yeah, rawness with yeah. the early snowpark days and yeah. then see it go through to what it is now. Oh, yeah, it's been a, a, an incredible journey, like, being a snowboarder, you know. Like, yeah. I would not change a thing. Yeah, it's been epic. I lo- I've loved to see it evolve and, yeah, mm. like, to now have two kids that are keen on snowboarding. I mean, who knows if they'll stay keen on snowboarding and that's not what we, you know, we're not trying to make these protege snowboarders by any means like if they want to be in the mountains and go snowboarding we'll take them but if they don't mm. then that's cool as well that's real cool though eh um and uh i know that you've been a proponent for a long time of like um healthy eating and that sort of thing and yeah or, i'm or definitely yeah. like to try and eat healthy and look after myself and stay fit and you know just put in good stuff to make you know it's just a good way of living really it mm. makes you feel good and what you put in is what you get out sort of thing yeah exactly and it's good to try and bring the mm. kids up like that and grow our own vegetables and have chickens and you know yeah. like try and like have a small footprint as much as we can you know we have yeah. a small house and yeah we're, we're pretty i think we're pretty good we try our best anyway and we try and eat sustainable like if the kids are gonna eat meat which i think is Sometimes they want to, and it's important to make sure they're getting all the right stuff as well. Mm. We try and get it from someone that's been hunting, or you know, mm. or else we buy organic. And you know, so yeah, we try our best to lead a healthy life like that. Right. I think it will. We hope it will pay off in the long run. You know, oh, it's, and it feels good now, and that's yeah. the the main thing. Real cool to see that uh, becoming a mum hasn't made you put your snowboard away. No, I mean it certainly did for a little bit, but it it didn't totally and this past season you know I definitely had the most days I've had on snow since we had the kids and you know it's so rad to be able to still get up there and do it and mm. and be a mum and show that to them and yeah and you know incorporate that love into our business Explore Wanaka as well you know so it's we're pretty lucky we're mm. very grateful for our and lives. What was this I heard about um you were showing Bodhi a video of his dad and he sort of was trying to figure couldn't believe that he was looking at the same guy (laughs) oh yeah so you know the kids are in this day and age you know with screens and things it's like once you show them something they want to keep seeing things and I'm like trying not to let them have too much screen time because I see that it's not a good anyway I was like okay well have some screen time I'm like I'm trying to be more creative with the screen time and more educational you know so I was like I'll show them show them a video of Will like snowboarding and (laughs) So I showed them this video of Will at Mount Baker, this gap that he did, and it was epic. It was when he was filming with was it the video, videographs. Video yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was there that day, but not right there. I was over because it was off the car park at Mount Baker. Okay. And so I didn't actually see it go down, but once I saw the video, I was like, that was sick. Like, it was massive. And I mm. was like, I'm just going to see if I can find that just for fun and show the kids. And then I showed them. And Bodhi was like looking at the screen and then looking at Dad and then looking back at the screen and then looking at Dad and he's like, "Is that really you?" Like he couldn't believe it. So it's kind of cool. Like they they don't they've got no idea of all the things that they will see, you know, as they mm. get older because they we're just mum and dad to them. Yeah, and we are just mum and dad. That's that's great and that's mm. all. We don't want them to think. You know. What's the um, while we're on that sort of subject of Will doing hectic things? What's the gnarliest thing you've seen him do? Where you're like, oh fucking, oh, oh shit. Like, um, I think the most 
like when I yeah my heart was going and I was really nervous for Will was probably actually when he jumped off the snowpark bridge into this tiny little tranny. Oh my god, yes. That was really scary. Like, um, I mean, he obviously wasn't scared, but for me, watching him, I was just like, you know, do not clip your toes or something strange. And so there'll <laughs> oh, be some, as you go to jump this thing, you know, like, so but he was fine. And there'll be some good. listeners that probably don't know what you're talking about there with snowpark bridge. Mm. Would you be able to describe that a bit more? Oh, so snowpark bridges they built this big bridge to get across this valley i guess you'd call it um to have a restaurant and apartments and things on the other side and it was i don't even know how high how high i want to say 40 50 foot yeah i was going to say 20 or 30 meters so yeah something i mean that's my math is terrible yeah that's about right i think and it's but they built this little transition at the bottom yeah and that um him and Jake Coyer had to do Scissors, Paper, Rock to see who was going to go first. Fuck. <laughs> and, yeah, it was pretty intense. I mean, I've definitely seen him hit more gnarly stuff, but that I had more time to think about that, I think, mm. and that's what made me, like, that's what came to mind straight away when you asked that question. Mm. But, oh, yeah, he's definitely hit some pretty booty cliffs. Yeah. Um, I was like, did you actually just do that? I've, I, he's got to be one of the only snowboarders I've seen just handle flat landings off big things in... He's superhuman with some of the shit he's done and stepped to. Yeah, he's definitely mm. ridden some pretty gnarly stuff. And mm. just he does make it look easy, you know. That's one thing I've always kind of thought with Will. I'm like, it's like that story I said about that kink rail, you know. It's like I was probably not at any... I didn't even know if I'd hit a down flat down single barrel in the park and I was hitting one with stairs on either side, you know. But it was just because <laughs> Will had made it look so easy. I was like, I can do that. Sure. Yeah. And I, and I kind of had it in my head that I was doing one that day, you know, so just. <laughs> so I had my mum up um, this weekend and we were actually talking about Will. Um, do you remember the 2003 Burton um, Halfpipe Open where Ross Powers and Kelly Clark were out? Yeah. So, like, my mum was up. Oh, and, cool. Um, and the, the summer before that I was living in Colorado and Dylan Butt had stayed at our house and I was like, no way, that's Dylan Butt. You know? <laughs> And um, and uh, so anyway, his mum was up that day. It's like, hey, let's the best in the world are right here, like gold medal Olympians. Let's go watch some half pipe riding. She's like, yeah. okay. And so we're standing by the pipe watching, and we're like, you know, it's like pointing out people that I knew of. And it's like, well, that's Ross Powers, the Olympic medalist. It's like, whoa, and he's, he's going pretty big. It's like, yeah, he is, you know. And mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, and that's Dylan Butt. That's the guy that stayed on our couch. And wow, he's really good too. It's like, yeah, he is. You know, he, he won some shit in the States and all that sort of thing. And, and then, you know, oh, wow, that's Kelly Clark and she's pretty badass and all this. And my mum, bless her, this is like the funniest. She's like, who's the guy going bigger than the Olympic guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like, that's a friend of mine, Will Jackways. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, the guy going bigger than the Olympic guy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh shit. Well, um, I've sort of run through my um question list. Is there anything I'm missing that we need to talk about? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Oh, cool. I mean, I'm sure there probably is lots more that we oh, could talk about. Oh, before we um, well, maybe we'll have to have a round two then yeah. at some point in time. Before we go into our stock enders, is there any thanks and props you'd like to give out to anyone? Um, yeah, I'd just like to say thanks to you, Tony, for oh, having really? me here and for <laughs> all the welcome. 
boards that you've churned for me over the years and for the kids and all the you know help you've given us and thanks to Will for being an absolute legend of course and mm. to Lillian and Bodie for being my little sunshines and yeah just stoked to be here and to catch up with you and Sweet. yeah just like stoked to be a part of um New Zealand snowboarding history I guess as well mm. and thanks to all of the shredders and hopefully we can all shred this winter mm. and anyone that's supported Explore Wanaka if you're coming down for a snow trip that's uh yeah that's the one to look for right definitely yeah mm. yeah if you're wanting something a bit different and unique I guess with us that's you know you'll get that because so, yeah would would love to show you around well if it's uh, good enough for Starley and good enough for the Vulcan crew it's good enough for anyone else right totally so, yeah well we're gonna end with our stock enders and you can talk as long as you want about each each subject madam I've got one other thanks oh, is to Cadrona as well because they're just we didn't really touch on Cadrona much oh let's let's go man let's do just, it just yep. you know Cadrona's such an awesome resort that has that supports our our family you know like Mm. we're stoked to be up there riding and it's such a good family resort and so stoked to be bringing the kids up there as well and just wanted to say thanks to curtis thank you kadrona yes thanks for giving me a job kadrona yeah totally (laughs) sweet i mean that's been pretty unreal that um we now have two mountains on the one pass as a rider. Oh, like, we're so lucky. What a oh, game changer. I know. Right? And that's, yeah, like I'm just so grateful to, you know, have been able to snowboard at all the places I've been to and with all the people as well. Mm. So thanks to all of oh, that as well, you know. Cool. Yeah. Oh, we'll start with our enders then. Favourite rider? Well. Favourite mountain? Cadrona. Cadrona? Sorry. Favourite board? Um, my Jamie Anderson pro model from so GNU. The GNU one? Yeah, the GNU Man. one, yeah. Ah, oh, cool. Free Spirit? The Free Spirit. Oh, yeah, that uh, Hella Surf's Up shape, eh? Or is it the, the, oh, the Pro Choice? Pro Choice. Well, well, they're both my favourite, actually. So. Yeah. Um, favourite video part? Mm. Good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's it's stopped, stopped a few people in their tracks. Am I going to go back to Will? Probably. You can go. Yeah, I would have to say part. his video part in Videograss. Oh, the enlightened video part. Y- yeah, it was sick, and I was really proud of him because he worked really hard for that. Well, I mean, that one there. We'll, we'll talk about that for a second. Uh, I was, we were Rusty and I were in the workshop at Cadrona and Torstein was kicking around, and we were detuning his board. He was in the workshop with mm-hmm. us, and we used to have a signed Manwax poster of Will up there. And he's just like, you guys know Will? Like, well, yeah. And he's like, he should be the mayor of Wanaka. He's like, everyone's <laughs> best friend in Wanaka. Like, he just lives down the road. Yeah. It's like, no way. And then he just went on this tangent about the ender of Will's enlightened part about how that was so fucking gnarly. Yeah, that's the thing and I was talking about with Bodhi before. Yeah. That's that that's shot. That yeah, that's shot. that cliff or Fuck. drop or whatever you Because, like, to get that props from fucking Torstein. Yeah, that's like, pretty sick, eh? That's, that's something. Yeah. Uh, favourite gig? Um, well, that would have to be um, this shapeshifter gig that we went to this summer. Oh, those lads put on a good show, eh? Yeah, we, we were lucky enough to get backstage passes, and I was rocking out with Jacinda. No way! Yeah, she, she's such a legend, you know. We're so lucky that we've got such an epic leader here in New mm. Zealand, and that we're 
semi you know we're covid free we're able to go on and keep doing what we're doing so that was yeah really thank my you favorite Jacinda. Gig. yes thank and you so being, much Jacinda. being a decent leader right eh? yeah she's great i mean favorite city hmm favorite city good good question there as well i'm not really a city person to be fair that's a, that's and a good i enough. do not that's probably enough. have a favorite city i'm like so, maybe wanaka <laughs> can so we call we'll, it a city we'll, we'll call wanaka a city yeah oh, this, uh, you and straight had the same like oh i hate cities yeah i don't Perfect. really like them <laughs> uh favorite trick um oh, i'd have to be a back one backside 180 yeah yeah uh favorite board graphic oh well that's actually going to be the the free spirit Jamie Anderson board. Yeah, yeah that's it's sick. sick. Yeah, just it's very cool. Mirrors her so much, eh? Yeah, as a person. Yeah. And best method. Going back to Will. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Do love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and your methods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And what is the key to a good method? Well, I don't really have a good method, so. I'm not the right person to ask that. Everyone gets asked it. Okay. Um, I think, like, kicking out that back leg, mm. so, potentially the wave, but, mm. yeah, I'm not the best methoder, oh, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, that's it for us. Thank you for your time, Abby, and thanks for coming in. Thank you, Tone. And, uh, it's been awesome, and, yeah, yeah thanks that. for bringing this together. It's really cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's good to be a part of. <laughs> Yeah, no, real cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you.